Unstoppable Success Radio, episode 349. I'm Kelly Roach, and you are listening to Unstoppable Success Radio, the podcast for achievers, believers, dreamers, and doers who want to build a profitable, sustainable business around a life of purpose, fulfillment, freedom, and family. Now let's get down to business. Welcome to Unstoppable Success Radio. I am your host, Kelly Roach, and I am thrilled to have with me here today our special guest of the week, Julie Solomon. Julie is the co-owner of OMG Publicity and a New York Times bestselling publicist. She's had the privilege of working with some of the country's most recognized artists, authors, entrepreneurs, and bloggers for over a decade. She's spearheaded book campaigns that went on to break New York Times bestselling records and collectively sold over a hundred million books worldwide. So super excited to have our special guest of the day here today, Julie Solomon. Julie, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to be here. Excited to have you. So um, Julie, I am excited for you to school me and all of our Unstoppable Army today on how to craft an effective pitch, something that every entrepreneur out there I know that is listening today wants help with. So first of all, Julie, how did you know that this was your calling and how did you kind of cultivate this skill set for yourself and then begin teaching entrepreneurs around the world how to do the same? It all started um, about 10 years ago, actually, when um, well, even probably before that, I feel like I even throughout high school and college, I was always kind of pitching myself or really positioning myself to um, attract the things that I wanted in life, you know, so whether it was job related stuff or whether it was, you know, uh, ways to communicate with people more effectively or what have you, I would, I would really try to think of ways that were always kind of unique, not necessarily better than those around me to position myself um, just in in a different kind of way. And so it was probably a very natural thing for me to go into PR and marketing when I was in college. So I graduated um, in PR and marketing and went on to go t- to live in New York City where I did music publicity up there and then went on into the publishing space as a publicist. So I have actually, I have over 10 years of pitching and publicity experience. Um, I'm a New York Times bestselling publicist, so I have been blessed to be a part of over 20 bestselling campaigns and really kind of crafted the art of pitching and, you know, kind of my my love for it was already fused in there, um, just part of kind of my personality, my being, and then was able to really kind of craft it and learn it over the last 10 years. And then when I started getting more into this influencer marketing space and meeting with a lot of bloggers and entrepreneurs, the one thing that I really started noticing is that people were having a a hard time really connecting their unique voice to either their target audience or to their target, you know, collaborator. So whether it was them wanting to get a brand deal or wanting to get um, covered in a media outlet or wanting just to track to attract a following or a tribe, if you will, they were having a hard time really putting themselves out there and really pitching themselves. And so um, I, I kind of saw that this was needed in the space, and so started just to create a lot of free resources and. and and of course, uh, my podcast, which is the Influencer Podcast, and then a, a course that I actually have called Pitch It Perfect that really teaches uh, people the fundamental steps that they need to really instill the confidence within them to show up in the world and and not be afraid to sell themselves and pitch themselves. 
That is awesome. I love it. So needed. So, so needed. We all know what the value that we offer is and the result that we can bring our clients. But I think one of the hardest things for all entrepreneurs is to effectively convey that in a short way that's going to captivate the people that they're communicating with. So um, as far as your work goes, Julie, and where you're putting the most emphasis currently with your clients, is it more so crafting a pitch for television or is it more so crafting their presentation, you know, for influencer marketing or is it more so around just their messaging to their market or is it a combination? Do you treat them as totally separate things? Do you do all three of them together? Like how does that work? Yeah. So I, I really feel like when it comes to kind of the art of pitching, um, no matter who you're pitching to, the strategy remains the same. Mm-hmm. And I really noticed this firsthand when I was transitioning from music publicity to publishing and literary publicity. And I got this new job at HarperCollins and I was like, man, how am I going to do this? Like I've been this music publicist for the fight, you know, for the past, you know, three years, how am I going to possibly start pitching books? And what I quickly realized was like, it's the same thing. I'm just pitching to different people a different audience, right? To different people. But the strategy and really um, the purpose of my pitch remain the same. And so that's kind of really what I teach now is that the first step is really to help people solve that confusion with pitching. A, A lot of times people don't pitch themselves for two reasons. They either don't have the time or they don't know how. And so that fear kind of keeps them from actually doing it. And, you know, and then because they don't know how, or they think they don't know how, and they have that fear, they're always, afraid that they're going to come across being very salesy, um, you know, like that used car salesman mentality. And um, I I really kind of help them overcome that. So really, it kind of goes um, more to the fundamentals of why why putting yourself out there in your best way is important, why it's important to toot your own horn, because if you don't, no one else will. So really the why first to kind of eliminate that stress. And then we go more into the how of, you know, how do you simplify your message? How do you, um, you know, know who to pitch? How do you write those attention grabbing headlines or that you're, that are going to guarantee an email response every single time? How, um, can you, you know, follow up with your pitch in the right way? So we get to more of the how once we kind of really figure out that why. And then at the end, I always leave them with tactical tools or, or tips. So whether these are templates or kind of a behind the scenes look of how I've been able to successfully pitch, whether it's for media or for brand deals or for, jobs or what have you, I give them kind of that roadmap, if you will, through um, either my course or or the free resources that I offer on my website. Yeah. Okay. No, I love it. I love it. So um, when when it comes to crafting effective pitches, I'm sure that there are specific things, formulaic things that need to be present or that it's essential to have in an effective pitch. So can you kind of break down some of those things that really go into an effective messaging campaign? Yeah. So, so the, I get, and I was, I kept, I'm kind of going to kind of reverse engineer this to kind of talk about the most ineffective way. And then once you kind of figure that out, then you can be truly effective. So the most, a lot of times the reason why people's pitches may fall flat is either it's, it's one that they don't know who they're talking to. So it's really getting clear on the messaging and really who they're sending that to. And, and number two, it's because they always come across as asking for something instead of coming across as really wanting to provide a service or a value Mm -hmm. to the person that they're pitching. So what I always say to people is stop asking. 
in your pitch, you know? So whether you're emailing someone or whether you're calling someone, the more that you come across as asking something from them, the more that they're going to feel that, oh, that salesy used car salesman thing. And the the more that they're going to be repelled by your pitch. However, the more that you can come across as really coming from a place of how can I serve you? How can I serve your audience? How can I serve your needs? What what are your goals? Um, And how can I really be a solution provider for that? And how can I walk alongside you to get you where you need to be? You're going to see much more success success and the receiving and the the attraction to your pitch. Um, and so once you can kind of get, you know, come, a, come from a place of not really asking and more, if you are going to ask for anything, you're really more asking them how you can help them. Then it opens the door to then find out what they need. So you can then culminate a better, not only relationship between you and the person, but a, hopefully a better monetized opportunity um, down the road. Love it. Completely agree. Okay. So I, I absolutely believe in that. And, and I think that that is so essential. And I know that the question that our listeners have in their minds is when they are reaching out to maybe someone that is an influencer or someone that they want to work with that they feel is a little bit further along or more established than they are or a major news outlet that is getting a thousand pitches a day. Um, what are some ways that our listeners can think in the context of presenting themselves as a resource or in ways that they can add value, even if they feel like maybe they're not in as strong a position as maybe the person that they are pitching to? You, you get what I'm where I'm going there? Sure. And and I think that that kind of also comes back to just our own belief systems and really remembering that we all have something unique to bring to the table. And just because someone may know something in a certain way does not mean that they're going to know it from your unique perspective. I mean, you know, there's only one you, there's only one you that have had your life experiences that have gone through what you're going through. And so you, you always are going to, if you truly believe it and know that in your, in your heart of hearts, that what you are bringing to the table is of value and is of service, then that's going to give you kind of the confidence to show up and say, Hey, you know, I, I saw that you wrote about this, found it truly fascinating. I really loved X, Y, and Z, you know, like really give them details to let them know that you actually read what they said and said, you know, and it got me thinking about this approach. And I don't know if this would be beneficial to you or not, but I was thinking that as a reader, I found this to be this perspective to potentially be really unique. And if I'm a reader and found it to be unique, then maybe your other readers would too. So I just wanted to supply it to you to see if it, if you found it useful. And if you do, I would be happy to help you serve out this message or even to, you know, help you create this story into something bigger than maybe it was to begin with. Let me know if I can help. Love it. Love it. And you're like almost, you're you're removing yourself even. It's not about me or I. Um, it's about you and your audience and, and how I can be of service and how I can add value and bring a new, fresh, different perspective or idea to the table that could help better position your brand, help you facilitate accomplishing your goals, right? Absolutely. Because I think that, you know, at the end of the day, and I always say this, like our business is, my business is not about me. My blog's not about me. My brand, you know, your brand's not about you. It's, it's about the audience that you're serving. And, and I always feel like that if we, the more that we can come at, at opportunities like that and really see them for what they are, which are opportunities. I don't really think that, you know, that there's, you know, you either have an opportunity to learn or you have an opportunity to, you know, to really grow in those two instances. And the more that we're open to that and open to receiving that, the more that we're going to be able to kind of reap the gifts of that. And an example uh, of that would be, um, 
I had someone come to me about a year ago who had a unique perspective on like the influencer marketing space. And she just said, look, I love what you're doing. I think it's fantastic. And, and I have some ideas that may be able to kind of complement what you're doing just based off of what I've learned from my audience and kind of what they're needing. Here are what my ideas are. Here's what I have found that has worked and what hasn't worked. And here's why I think that it's pretty complimentary. I would love your thoughts and your input. Now, I could have kind of gone two ways with that. I could have been like, who does this person think that she is? Um, I, I could have kind of gone into that mentality of, you know, my own insecurities and my own lack of confidence and my own scarcity of like, oh, well, well my, you know, the value that I provide provide is already enough. I don't need a collaboration. I don't need another unique perspective. Or I could have gone with the angle and the approach that I did go to to say, you know, that's fascinating. And that is super interesting. And she's a really smart cookie. And you know what, I would love to learn more about what she has to say. So I got on the phone with her, we started chatting. And then from that, we ended up developing an entirely new program together that we now offer to both of our audiences. So if if I would have never been open to kind of receiving that other idea, then that potential opportunity would have never been would have never happened. So I think that it's really about us also sitting back and, and just being open open to other ideas and other thoughts and other ways that people and their services can really up-level us to an entirely new place of where we're wanting to go. Yeah. No, I couldn't agree. And and I think too, you know, I, I talk to Lindsay, my booking manager all the time and I'm like, did you pitch this person? Did you pitch that person? Like, where are you with this? And she's like, not yet. And I'm like, what are you scared of? Like, we don't have anything right now. It's okay. Like get rejected 20 times. You'll get a yes on the 30th one. It doesn't matter, you know? And I think that's the big thing too is like, you know, just like in sales, there's imprints to make a relationship and to uh, get on someone's radar. I think you also have to be willing, just like you talked about the customization and the the detail of actually reading what they wrote and being able to send them something that's thoughtful and specific. Um, I, I think that's a huge piece of this, right? Absolutely. And and really, you know, I always go back because a lot of times people are like, well, I don't know if this person's going to receive it or I haven't gotten an email back or, and I always go back to them to say, well, how resourceful have you been? You know, have you really done your homework? Like really? Like, and, and I'll use an example of a media outlet. Like, you know, um, I, I had a student once that was like, I've been pitching this editor and he won't get back to me. And I'm like, well, what does this editor write on? And she was like, well, I don't know. I mean, I just found his contact on Twitter. And I'm like, well, you don't even know what he writes on. Like, you haven't even taken the time to do your own homework, to read his articles, to see if he would even be interested, and not even just him, to see if his audience would even be interested yes. in what you're pitching him. So I think that it's really, it really boils down to, you know, kind of putting the work back on us. We have to figure it out. We have to be resourceful. And we really have to see at the end of the day, not only do I want it to be um, a value to to you, but most importantly, I want what I'm bringing to the table to be a value to your audience. So if I was going to pitch someone or pitch myself to be on a podcast or to be on an, on a media outlet, I would make sure that before I wrote that pitch and sent it out, I would actually listen to a couple of the podcast episodes or read a couple of the articles, maybe read the bio of the host um, or the editor or the writer, see kind of their background, where they've come from. And that way, when I position my pitch and start to write that email to them, because this is kind of their introduction to me, right? I can really come from a place that is truly genuine and that's truly thoughtful. And that because I have been thoughtful and I've really taken the time to think, hey, how can the how can this be most beneficial to them and to what their audience needs the most? Mm-hmm. 
I love that. I absolutely love that. So let's talk like a little bit more detailed about uh, the the crafting of the pitch itself. Are you finding that uh, in most instances today um, that the the most effective pitches are being done using social, still using email, um, a combination, different for every person based on where you see them living? Like what is that looking like for your client? Julie. Yeah, I, I see that now with this new wave of social social media and, and just how updated the, the apps are getting, it is a lot easier to connect and to essentially pitch via social. Um, you know, I, I see a lot of pitches coming through via DM. Um, a, a good little tip for those listening is, is Twitter is actually a great um, platform for media. There's just a lot of writers and editors and producers on Twitter more than kind of any other platform. So if you're wanting to essentially pitch an idea to Forbes magazine, or entrepreneur or what have you, you can tend to find those writers and editors there. Um, that's where I found a Forbes writer for something that I was pitching. Twitter would have never thought about that before. Um, so, you know, the platforms are, have been really, really great for that. There's also um, a app called Clearbit, which allows you to find contact emails, which I know has been super beneficial for a lot of people. It's actually, I think it's a Google Chrome extension. Um, so that's been helpful in terms of finding who to contact. Um, but then, you know, I'm I'm not going to shy away from just a good old email or even like call me archaic, but like, picking up the phone. That's something <laughs> yes. that nobody yes. does anymore. So it's kind of really refreshing. It's kind of like getting a handwritten note, yeah. you know, nowadays it's, it's very refreshing, refreshing when you can actually get a phone call from someone just saying, hi, you know, I had this idea. I think that it could be really beneficial for your audience. This is why this is what I could provide. Let me know if this is valuable. Hundred percent. I love that. I absolutely love that. And you know, let's say that you are using like an Instagram DM or a Twitter DM or whatever the case to to contact. Like, what does an effective outreach message look like on one of those platforms? Yeah, I mean, with sometimes, especially with DMs, we don't, we have a just a certain amount of characters that yeah. we can use, right? When we're when we're engaging, so I like to keep it short and sweet because I really, at the end of the day, I don't care what platform you're 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 using. No one wants to read a novel, <laughs> you know, when you're when you're introducing yourself to someone. So I like to 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 keep it short and and sweet, but really use it. You know, the questions that I like to ask myself before I hit that hit that send button is, um, kind of these three questions is is what I do in here, you know, like what, what is it that I do? What, you know, what value am I going to provide for them? Is that clearly stated in here? Um, who my audience is, because I think that it's important to kind of know for them to know where I'm, where I'm coming from and, and who, and who, what my work and what value that I've brought has already helped. Who are those people that's already helped and where can they contact me? So as long as those three, those three points of, you know, who I am, how I serve and where can they find me or in there, then I know that I've at least hit, hit the trigger points. But I also like to make sure to add some kind of complimentary thing in there. And it doesn't necessarily have to be brown nosing. It's just, it's really like a genuine compliment to say, Hey, I read your article or I saw that you were launching this product and it's been amazing. I've been using it. 
it's transformed my skin or, you know, it was delicious or whatever the product may be. And really kind of coming from that and then getting down to kind of how you want to potentially serve them and if that's going to be helpful for, for them. Or if you don't want to come from like a complimentary um, angle, you can also kind of come from more of an of an expertise or a transformational angle angle because everyone loves a transformation story. So if you're gonna mm-hmm. if you're gonna pitch a brand that a product that they put out literally transformed your skin or your life or your day or your child's life or what have you, they're gonna want to hear that story. Yeah. Because the more that you can really share that story within that, the more that it's gonna resonate with them. But um, it doesn't need to be a novel. It can just be like you know, uh, a quick sentence about who you are, a quick sentence about, you know, how your services could potentially be impactful for them, where they can find you. And then maybe, maybe a two sentences on, on either the complimentary or the transformational or the kind of like expertise angle to it. Excellent. Excellent. So Julie, if you were to think about maybe three or four key things that you would really want our listeners to uh, walk away with today, um, you know, based on everything that we covered here and, and kind of your work in the trenches every day with helping entrepreneurs successfully pitch and, and land these opportunities, what would that be? Um, I would say first it would be being resourceful. And I know that I've said that before, but, but really, and and I want to kind of get tactical with that because I feel like it's important to, because some people say, okay, well, what does that mean? But, um, there's a difference between asking a question because you're really trying to connect with someone, you know, and that kind of question could be like, oh, well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm I'm a little unsure about this, or I'm a little unclear about this. And I would love help navigating this. And then just asking a question about like, Hey, where do I find this? Like something that's eagle that's easily Google, you know, Googleable, as I say. Mm-hmm. So I would say that really being resource resourceful and doing your homework and really coming from a place of of am I providing a service in this moment? Yes or no? And if not, then I would maybe either not send the pitch or I would craft it or rework it a little bit to where that service is really shown within that email. So I think that those two things are the most important. Fantastic. No, that's excellent. So I I know that you have uh, some amazing courses. I know you do work with entrepreneurs on perfecting their skill set and craft. So what is the best place, Julie, for people to get in touch with you, learn more about your services, you know, uh, take this to the next level? Sure. Yeah. So juliesolomon.net is my website. And on there you can find, you know, a ton of resources and information. I also have a podcast called the influencer podcast, which kind of really explores in a deep dive way, the ins and outs of influencer marketing. And that's of course on iTunes. And then if there's someone listening who wants to dive, dive deeper into pitching, um, I do have a course called pitch it perfect and you can find that at pitchitperfect.net. And it is just a one-stop shop to really help you not only pitch yourself for brand deals and collaborations, but start to land free media and publicity for your business. And you can find that at pitchitperfect.net. You guys heard it here, pitchitperfect.net. Go get yourself some help crafting that perfect pitch and gain the confidence to pursue the deal that you're looking for for your business. Julie, amazing information today. Great insight. Thank you so much for being our guest this week. You're so welcome. Thank you so much for having me. You got it. And to all my listeners of Unstoppable Success Radio, as always, thank you so much for being here. And if you can think of just one other entrepreneur that could benefit from all the value that Julie just shared, make sure you pass this episode along. Sharing is absolutely caring. And until next time, I want to remind you to dream big, take action, and don't stop until you make it happen. Thanks so much. 
Thanks for listening to Unstoppable Success Radio. And if you're not already a member of my private email community, I want you to text the word IGNITE to 44222. Text the word IGNITE to 44222 to get all the resources, trainings, swipe files, and tips I only share there. If you're not already a member, all you have to do is text IGNITE to 44222 to get in on all the action. Thanks so much.